The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, how you doing? Thanks for coming back to the show. Um, So last week's episode was uh, I Can't Do Nostril Piercings, Um, and it looks like New Hampshire is going to allow nostril piercings like as soon as next week. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, When we got the green light to reopen, we only had four business days. They announced it just before a holiday weekend, and now what'd they do for the nostril news? They announced it just before a holiday weekend, so that means I can't confirm it with the health department. Um, and the health department, when they come back to work on Monday, they're going to have to catch up on other things that they probably see as more crucial than body art. So it might be another couple of days after that before I actually get confirmation that we could do nostril piercings. And then we have to make the decision of, will we do nostril piercings? So it's, um, it's tough. I've been trying to talk to other piercers I know and respect and ask what they're doing and seems like a lot of them are are doing nostril piercings they're trying to be as cautious as possible um, most of them are having customers keep their face mask uh, over their mouth at least while they do the nose and I guess that's the way we're gonna go with it if, if we decide to start doing them again but I, I, I don't know really you know one thought is uh, I'll just book those on my days um, so I'm not exposing the other piercer Evan to um, potential risk but I don't even know if I really see it as potential risk at this point if we're wearing a face shield and a face mask and um, I don't know you know our, our numbers in New Hampshire are really low uh, in the interview that I'm gonna post uh, in just a few minutes I say that um, New Hampshire compared to the next uh, south uh, state to the south Massachusetts uh, Massachusetts has 10 times more numbers and that's not accurate it's more like 20 to 30 times our numbers uh, of, of what we have in New Hampshire so we have a, a relatively low uh, caseload of it so I guess those would be the uh, the trends that people would want to see in other states before they start offering nostril piercing so I got to go back and forth with it over the staff and just kind of in my own mind but I'm really trying to look at it as well what are our standards going to be three months from now or six months from now because I really think that we're going to have a fairly similar risk ratio. And I can totally see myself doing nostril piercings eventually, you know, once I get comfortable with that thought process. But got to admit, I'm still not comfortable with the thought process. If New Hampshire allows it, it's going to be close to impossible for me to say, well, you know, we don't want to, uh, we, we, you know, we don't think we should. And then everybody just goes to another shop. So I don't know. It's uh it's a it's a conversation and a thought process I don't want to have to have, but you know, I guess a lot of us have to have it. So let's let's have it. Um, my guest this week is going to be uh, John Robertson. John's been on the show before, a friend of mine from Florida. Uh, my last Florida seminar was at John's shop, so uh, it's really good to just kind of check in with him, see where he's going because uh, Florida is one of the worst outbreak spots right now. So. Um, you know, if, if piercers are operating in Florida and want to hear what they're doing to, to lower their risk, to minimize their risk, what are they saying yes or no to or, or whatever. So it's a good conversation with John Robertson. 
We talk about how both of us are switching over to uh, an appointment-only system for the for the first time and the headaches with that. Uh, and part of part of what we talk about too is something that more and more of us are, are seeing: uh, face masks and healing. You know, when when I start doing nostril piercings again, I'm going to have to think about well people are wearing a face mask on top of that nostril piercing, how challenging is it going to be? What kind of end pieces would be appropriate or inappropriate? Uh, what jewelry choices am I giving people? What aftercare instructions am I giving people? Or aftercare suggestions, rather. Uh, but then also existing piercings that are flaring up or, or uh, getting fussy because of uh, ear loops on face masks, pushing on different cartilage piercings. So we talk about that. And we kind of talk about uh, how we're how we're missing Vegas. This this is right when uh, people should be in Vegas, hanging out at the APP conference, but uh, obviously it got it got canceled. So we kind of talk about that little bit of sadness. You know, I, I'd rather be at the Splash Bar right now, or whatever the bar in the hotel is called now. Uh, I've got um, an idea for a new podcast that I wanted to do with Lola where we do basically like an ask me anything. Um, you tell us the subjects, you ask us questions, whether it's about techniques or um, jewelry sales or studio setup or policies or just whatever related to experience. You know, how did you overcome this thing? How did you achieve this thing? Uh, we we want to hear that information. So I set up an anonymous web form. You can go to uh, piercingwizardpodcast.com. You can go to the Piercing Wizard Podcast Facebook page. Um, if you have an idea or a suggestion, you can just email it to me, ryanpba at gmail.com. But those web forms are anonymous. You don't have to give your name or your email or, or anything like that. Just give us an idea of what kind of questions you might want us covering. And uh, I'll do, uh, I'll do a, an episode with Lola probably in about a, a week or two. So the, the deadline for submissions on that web form will be July 14th. And then we can start planning it out. Uh, get something recorded for you and just you know switch up the format a little bit instead of just an interview we can answer some questions we did an ask me anything session uh, uh, over zoom a, a couple weeks back and that was pretty fun and I am putting that on my patreon page so if you are a, a patreon follower on the archmage tier you'll have that new video available it's a two-hour session uh, I'm gonna wait until after our main interview with John and I'll tell you a little bit about uh, what takes place uh, during that ask me anything session a lot of subjects that we covered in it so uh, let's go ahead and get into this interview with John Robertson and I'll be back a bit more at the end Hi, this is uh, John Robertson from Tiger Lotus Tattoo. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Johnny underscore holes. So you are, um, you are Florida man. Yep, Florida man. I wanted to talk to you about uh, Florida man, <laughs> Florida piercing man stuff because uh, you're one of the states that's back to work and you've yes. been back to work for a, a few weeks now. Um, uh, about a month, almost a month. Uh, we reopened June 5th. Um, the governor had a press conference. He, he's been kind of, I don't want to say terrible, but he's been, um, very vague with, you can say terrible. It's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, he's been pretty vague with what his plans are for, you know, reopening. And so he'll give an announcement and then like, Oh, you guys can open in two days. You know what I'm saying? So, but here's all these new things you have to do and try and prepare for that. <laughs> right. I got, I got the same thing. I got, I got four days, but yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, we, we literally had two days. <laughs> um, so let me, let me ask you and we can either, we can do like a rapid fire thing where you can give me like a yes or no on if you had to do it or if you want to expand yeah, yeah. on it, but, um, uh, mandatory face masks. Um, 
we require people to wear a face mask. Um, it, it seems like it's, it's more of like a, a recommendation, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like, Hey, this is what we suggest that you do, but nobody's really enforcing it. Um, so there, you know, there are a ton of shops, you know, that, that aren't participating in wearing a face mask, but we're, we're requiring that everybody wears one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> have you had uh, have you had pushback on it? Um, not too much. Um, you know, most, most of our, our clients are, are pretty understanding. Um, you know, we do get a, an occasional walk-in that's like, what do you mean I have to wear a mask? And then they freak out and leave. Guess you guys don't want to make money, you know? Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't understand that, uh, I don't understand that mentality entirely because it's like, well, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to get political with the right. people who are like, there is no virus, there is no risk, you know? Like, I... I right that that's a whole other issue but um when it comes to face masks in the studio are you doing like a uh no services on the nose or mouth kind of thing too that's correct yeah um and i've i've had a little bit of um people get frustrated with that you know it's like oh i have this nostril jewelry and you know i need to change it or i would like to change it and and they're like i don't mind you know i'll just take my mask off i'll i'll accept the risk and and i I just kind of want to express to them that like, I'm not willing to accept that risk. Right. You know, I don't know what these people have been doing, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I, I have, have tended to notice that um, the people that are really comfortable being out in public without a mask are the ones that are, you know, going to parties and going to the bar and, and going to these events where, you know, they're, they're putting themselves in danger. Mm. Um, you know, the ones that are compliant and cooperative, um, you know, are, are a little more reserved and, and cautious in some of these situations. Yeah, it's it's a tough debate because on, on one side of it, you have body piercers who can't make a significant portion of their income. And I, I feel for yeah. them and I, I am one of them. I, I can't do nostril yeah. piercings at all. And that's not even a, a choice. That's, that's a mandate for right. the state. Um, if yeah, I was um, given the choice, I don't even know that I, I would feel comfortable offering it, you know? I, I think, I think that if I uh, felt comfortable offering those, you know, so I mean, I I don't think there would be any blowback from the the state or local governments. Um, but man, I'm 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 not comfortable, <laughs> yeah, you know, at all. Um, you know, a nostril is, you know, everybody I'm sure that's a piercer can agree that's that's what keeps the shop running, <laughs> and you know, not being able to offer that service or or being able to help people that like have had their nostril pierced and it just fell out or, you know, they're having some issue, you know, you can't even look at it. Like get out of my shop, put your nose away. Yeah. That's been a, a problem for me. I, I have plenty of clients who were like, well, I had to, had to take it out for this reason, or maybe it came right. out or I'm having a, a problem. It's irritated. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry. My hands are tight. I, I can't, I can't do anything. So I feel really bad in those situations. The, yeah. the other people where it's like, Oh, I just want a nose piercing. It's like, well, let's put you on a waiting list and how about maybe a cool ear piercing or something like that. Yeah. It, within yeah. the first like month of reopening, I don't think it's going to be a huge problem, but I think when we get to like three months into reopening, yeah. I think it's going to be tougher and tougher for piercers to, to justify mm-hmm. turning it down when, like you said already, not, not all shops are complying with that. Even in the States where you're, you're mandated to keep a mask on and yeah. keep their mask on. There are still plenty of people that are like, yeah, but, money yeah and you know i mean money money is you know i i i say this often you know i i didn't become a piercer for the money 
but the end goal is to make money. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's sort of the definition of being successful is, you know, generating profit and, you know, but if we can do that ethically, that's obviously the better way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and obviously not everybody is going to share those sentiments. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. And not everybody would even see it in that. Like, I don't think that people who are doing nostril piercings are being malevolent. Uh, and right. I, don't, or I don't think people out there, or at least I would hope not, that they're, they're not being like uh, intent on being like, yeah, I'm going to do this to stick mm-hmm. it to people and whatever. You know, right. I, I think it's really right. no, just I, genuinely, I well, I feel safe enough. The client feels safe yeah. enough. Or... You know, I I can't say no to this, yeah, this yeah. source of income. So it's it's a tough it's a tough debate. And you know, a, a lot of a lot of businesses, you know, small businesses, they're they're not uh, in a position where they can turn away income and revenue. Yeah. Um, and you know, so that that's a really scary thing. You know, when this when this law first happened, you know, we're like, oh shit, how how long are we going to be able to survive being closed? Um, you know, and, and I think that we uh, were fortunate enough to be able to, you know, float for a couple months until until money started coming back in. But um, the, the plaza that I'm in, um, we were closed for 75 days, so like two and a half months. Um, two of the businesses in this plaza are gone because of this thing. They, they just couldn't stay open. Already, huh? Um, yep, yep. So there's, you know, that was kind of interesting coming back after a couple months and and like, wow, that, that other business is gone now. And, you know, you're, you're seeing like other businesses around town close down the, uh, uh, the little bar across the street from us, um, which is crazy to me. Like it's, it's sort of like their demographic is like 50, 60, 70 years old. And, and these people are the ones that are the most hostile with like following any of the guidelines. Um, and they're just like, oh, we're going to go to the bar and party every night. I'm like, you are the ones that are the most at risk. Like yeah. stay home you know, watch the news, go to bed early. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you spend so much time online in scenarios like yeah. this because yep. Yep. you're out of work, you're at home, you're you know yep. worried about updates or whatever. And then you just read all this and you like super hypercharged on both sides. Like, yes. uh, kind of like, like sort of, uh, I don't really want to compare it to, the mood after 9-11 where people were like, right. you know, if we don't go back to the, the malls and the restaurants, the terrorists win, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, I, I have I this mentality that. of like, you know, if we don't go to the bar, if we don't go to church, if we don't go to get our nails done, then the virus wins. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. but that's literally what's happening. The virus wins. Yes. Um, how, how, is, how are the numbers in your state? Are you, are you staying flat? Are you trending down or up or? Our numbers are really low compared to um, the, the state to the south. The, the state to the south is Massachusetts, and they have uh-huh. close to 10 times the numbers that we have in New Hampshire. So, yeah. but I mean, they, they also have 10 times the population. So, you know, and they've right. been lost in a major travel hub and all that stuff. So, New Hampshire, um, we have New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, we have relatively low numbers. Um, but with a relatively low population, I think we might have maybe a similar percentage like per, right. per resident, you know? So I got you. Um, it's weird because body art was one of the industries that came back first. Uh, and then, you know, there are other industries like restaurants are now just getting to the point where they can have dine-in customers. And mm-hmm. it's, it's weird because now you see like the numbers start to tick back up and it's like, well, 
I'm fine with takeout. Like I, I, I get, yeah. I get that some people need their social contacts. Some people are just bored and some people just don't maybe prioritize things in the same way. But like, I'm fine being home because I realize that for every month I stay home, that's a month that I can get back to normal sooner. Right. You know? And exactly. the people that are like pushing for like, well, I got to get out now. I got to do this now. It's like, yeah, but do you want this to be done by like, you know, let's, let's say fingers crossed the end of this year, or do you want it to stretch out until like next summer? You know, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I, uh, I think in the best case scenario, if, if this can sort of be, you know, somewhat normal by the end of this year, I think that would be like amazing. Um, right. But when you, when you say those words, that's six months away, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, we're not even six months into this, <laughs> Yeah. you know? So it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, Florida, as you probably have heard on the news, um, you know, the, the numbers are, are getting out of control here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we had, I, th- I think it's, I, I don't know the exact number of days in a row that we've had over a thousand new cases, uh, but it's like 27 day, consecutive days with new confirmed cases over a thousand. Yeah. Um, the last week or so we've had days that were six, 7,000. We had one day where it was almost 10,000 new cases reported. Hmm. Um, and, and what's really interesting is our governor does these press conferences, you know, and, um, and he presents all this data, uh, but he he kind of like while he's discussing the numbers, he's like, but if we exclude this group of people, um, then the numbers are really good. You know, he he's since the beginning, he's been like putting three counties on the, the East Coast, you know, like Palm Beach and Miami area um, because they they've it's kind of been a hot spot. And he's like. Well, if we just look at the rest of Florida, it's doing really good, you know. So they allowed reopening um, to begin in, in the rest of the state, and they just excluded those three counties. Hmm. Um, and now, um, I guess I don't know. He's he's trying to say there, there's a bunch of agriculture in Florida. In Florida, so you got a bunch of farmers and and, and farm workers, and and apparently um, a lot of the the farm workers have been testing positive. And he's like, well, if you exclude all these agricultural workers, then the numbers are still looking really good. <laughs> uh, but you can't, you can't exclude these things, man. Like, yeah, things are getting crazy. Well, you know what I found is that you, you know, if, if you just exclude all the people who tested positive, then yeah. oh, I mean, everything yes. looks great. Exactly. And that's, uh, you know, so what's it like for you? Because you're, you're on the West coast of Florida. So like when you, when you go out, are people wearing face masks in supermarkets when you're shopping or stuff like that? Or is it just kind of like, you know, It'll be fine. It's, it's, it's about, you know, it's, it's a pretty equal split. Um, you have a ton of people that are, you know, kind of going with the flow, like doing all the things that, that we assume are safe at this point, <laughs> you know, wearing a mask and, and you know, kind of keeping their distance. Um, and then you have the complete opposite spectrum of, of people that are just like, I'm not following any rules, you know, like stand behind you and cough at the, at the gas station while you're trying to buy cigarettes. Then you got, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, senior citizens in Southwest Florida. You know, a lot of people come here to retire. It's like a really kind of slow area um, in terms of you know things to do. Um, there's a lot of you know bars and and beachfront properties and stuff like that. And and I think these retired folks are just real comfortable being out and about. You know, thinking that they're they're 
immune or, or, you know, like that, that whole, uh, mindset of it can never happen to me, you know? Well, when, when you look at, when you look at population versus cases and all that stuff, like, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. not going to be, it's not going to be like cold and flu season where you like everybody, you know, got a cold or got the flu, you know, but, uh, it's, it's transmitting so fast. Uh, and then the people who are more susceptible, more vulnerable to it are so much more susceptible and vulnerable to it. So it's like, yeah, you might not know someone, but like that doesn't, that doesn't like invalidate all the people who are getting sick, all the people who are dying. Like, how can you, exactly? how can you compare it to something and be like, oh yeah, it's not a big deal because the flu is worse. It's like, really did the flu kill 130,000 people in three months? <laughs> I, you know, I... I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, it's it's totally different than the flu. Um, I I find that a lot of people, or or at least the people that I've spoken with, um, that are are sort of thinking that this is a hoax or you know it's not that bad or whatever. Like they kind of formed these opinions early on, and and they haven't really kept an open mind and, and reevaluated their opinions. Um, and and you know the the longer they've kind of stuck with that idea the more agitated they get when you have that discussion with them, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> well, nobody likes to admit when they're wrong right, uh, or, right. or that they, you know, or that their, their thinking has evolved or whatever terminology you want right. to use for it. Like my thinking has absolutely evolved because I remember when I first started hearing about this, it was like, Oh yeah, you know, this is a problem in other countries. It's not a problem here. And then yep. it, when it was a yep. problem here, it's like, well, you know, a couple of people that were like maybe heavy travelers and like, Oh, you know, no biggie. Every, right. everything that comes up will end up in the U S eventually, you know, Ebola and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. like you, you, you think like, Oh, it's not my problem. It's their problem. And then when it turns into like your problem, when it's like, oh, okay, you know, like this business closed down and this business closed down. Like if you can't, if you can't look at the virus side of it, at least look at the social impact side of it. Like there, yeah. is, there is a, a pathogen out there that's transmitting rapidly uh, one of the best ways to slow down that transmission is just do your part and chip in, like just have common courtesy. Like why is it right. so common that, you know, Hey, if you need to sneeze in a movie theater, you cover your mouth when you sneeze. Like, why is it such an inconvenience to just wear a small face mask? Like I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, like I, I stay home when I don't need to go out, uh, right. you know, all those things. But now you, you throw in the work situation where it's like, well, now I have to go back to work and it's like, how do I, how do I adapt my business to that? And piercers are already yeah. you know, hopefully a bit pickier when it comes to health and safety and cleanliness, PPE and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I would agree. what's it been like going back to work with that like piercer mentality? Like have you, I don't even want to ask if you've had a freak out, like how many freak outs do you normally get right. in a week? You know, because like I'm, I'm loaded. With um, so the the week that we made the decision to close, um, we, we closed before it was a, a you know, the, the governor signed the executive order mm-hmm. um, for unass- uh, non-essential businesses to close. And uh, so, you know, everybody's panicking, you know, we're starting to stress out a little bit thinking that we, you know, wouldn't be able to get uh, the supplies that we needed to, to operate. Um, you know, we, we sat down and came up with like, a, you know, steps, like these are the, the things that we're going to do to try and keep our clients safe. Um, and, and we assumed that we would have maybe a week or two um, before it would get to the point where we had to close, but it progressed so much quicker. Uh, oh, yeah. We went from like step one to step four 
like in a couple days. Um, the day that, that we said, okay, we're going to close because this is, this is too much. You know, we're, we're trying to do our part. Um, I had four nurses that were actively treating COVID patients at the local hospital come in like in scrubs. And I was, you know, trying to pick their brain a little bit. I was like, how bad is this? And, and, you know, they were pretty vague with their answers, but I was, I was so worried, man. Like, you know, these people are coming straight from work. I, you know, do they have coronavirus on their clothing? Do they step in something and they're tracking that all over my shop? And I was, I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Felicia, um, the, my, my girlfriend who is my business partner, Felicia, I told her, I was like, let's just close. Let's, let's be done with this. You know, let's give it a little bit. Um, and we sort of used uh, Disney World. And like the, the major theme parks in Orlando is, is sort of like the canary in the coal mine, mm-hmm. um, thinking that if it was safe for Disney to reopen, that we're probably safe to reopen as well. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, since reopening, you know, I, I've, I've been very reserved. I get kind of anxious around people that, that I don't know, or even clients that I know that are in like the medical industry, you know. I don't know, man. Like it's, it's a daily freak out <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, when it was, when I closed, uh, you had plenty of time to think about like, well, you know, what's reopening going to look like. But like you said, the information changes so fast that you yeah. can't even really begin to form a plan. And if you do form a plan within a few days, you have yeah. to reform yeah, it. Exactly. Because all the information's changed, your access to materials, like different protocols yep. coming down from the state, all that's changing so rapidly. And then when we got to a point where it was like, the governor issued the order of like, yes, you can, you can open, you know, you have four business days to enact this stuff and then you can open. And it was like, well, shit, like I'm not, I'm not ready. You know, luckily my staff was like, okay, let's, let's take an extra week or two and just open when, when we feel right. ready. I've been open for a few weeks now and I still don't feel ready. I feel like I'm doing everything I can to protect my staff's health and my client's health. You know, we're wearing, we're wearing the face masks and the face shields and we're disinfecting everything, but it feels like we're being very reactive and not proactive. We don't, it doesn't feel like we got this. It feels like, like damage control almost like it's like, we got to constantly stay on our toes every day or two. We're reevaluating processes and, all this different stuff. And I'm, I'm having to relearn so many parts of a job that I, that I took for granted. Like just, just the difference in switching from people can walk in whenever they want something and, and give us money whenever we have availability to do it. And, and switching right. that over into well, appointment only. And before you even come in for that appointment, you need to get this whole list of protocols and yep. we have all these limitations and we have this additional wait time and we have that and we have this and I think a lot of piercers are also not not raising their prices in like an, an appropriate response to that. Like I, right. at first I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tack an extra five or 10 bucks onto my piercing fee to make up for mm-hmm. all the extra PPE. And I, I feel guilty doing that almost, you know, all these people Same. that have been waiting Same. and it's like, well, I'm only going to be able to handle a handful of clients a day. Do I really want to like nickel and dime them and stuff, you know, and how are, how are you handling all this? Stuff? <clears throat> um, so, you know, we're, we're doing all, the similar protocols, you know, we're keeping the door locked. Um, you know, that way it kind of prevents people from walking in. Um, <clears throat> our, our counter person slash tattoo apprentice, um, you know, goes out front and chit chats. Like if it's, you know, gives them a card, like, Hey, you can do these things. Email us. Um, you know, been working by appointment, which is terrifying by the way. I've, I've never worked by appointment in my career. Same. Um, 
it. That first day, man, I was like, I, you know, I had all these things booked and I was like, I got, you know, I was just booking hour long uh, appointment blocks and, you know, I kind of got the hang of it, but still, man, like, dude, I, I get, I get anxious. Like when I know somebody's coming, I have all day to think about how I'm going to mess that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like when somebody just pops in, it's like, Hey, I want this now. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. Paired nostrils. Got this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, look at it this way. It, at least we don't have to worry about uh, septum anxiety. Yeah. Well, I, I never, I mean, I, I used to get septum anxiety uh, and I, I tried to uh, bestow this information on Shorty. Um, every septum I do, YOLO, that's, that's what I think in my head. I'm like, <laughs> YOLO, this will either turn out or it won't. Um, and I, I probably told you this story before. I had, I had one of your clients that was visiting from New Hampshire want to get uh, their septum pierced. Yeah. And I fucked that up so bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was like the most anxious thing, um, you know, because I'd taken your septum class. I was like, oh, I know how to do these. Like, your piercer actually, you know, taught a class and I learned a bunch of stuff. And no refunds. I fucking butchered it. Fucking butchered this shit. It was bad. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> as bad as you thought it was. Well, she left without a septum piercing. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, I didn't get it on the second try. <laughs> well, now we've got uh, yeah. uh, we've got a lot of time to uh, to plan out our new septum techniques before we're doing them again. Yeah, hell yeah. I, an, another fear that I have is when we do start offering nose piercings and oral piercings. Uh, that's all we're gonna do. Like we're gonna get fifteen goddamn septums in one day mm-hmm. because nobody could get one for yeah. six, seven months, eight months, whatever. I think it's kind of a good thing that you know no no piercings on the nose or mouth is sort of the norm because um, with masks being like, let's say at best 50-50 right now, I think over right. the next few months, hopefully with public education, more people will be, will be wearing face masks. And if we have this whole uh, season of, of nostril piercings, a lot of those are going to heal really poorly, I think, if people are I, having to I wear agree. face masks. I agree. Yeah. So it, it's smart. I luckily around here, my, my clients have, have gotten it. I haven't had to argue with anybody. It's just, well, you know, our hands are tied because of the state that makes it so much easier for us. If we didn't have that, I'm sure it would be a lot more of like, well, we don't think it's safe. And it's like, well, my money's going somewhere else. And it's like, well, all right. Peace. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's yeah, a weird time to be a piercer. It, it really is, man. Like there, there are so many things that are happening in the world today to be frustrated about. Um, yeah. You know, there, there, there certainly was a point in time where we're going to work was sort of like the escape, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, from like, Hey, you know, like my personal life sucks or, you know, all this political stuff sucks, but I'm going to go to work and I'm gonna do some cool stuff and, and make people happy and smile. And now um, I come to work and all of these things, you know, these world events are happening. Um, and, and I also have to deal with like, myself being frustrated that I can't help somebody. Um, and I have to deal with my customers being a little frustrated, not to mention, um, it has been super freaking hot out in Florida. Um, you know, we've had like a heat index over a hundred for like two weeks straight. Gross. It's been crazy humid. It sucks, man. Uh, everything sucks. The world is ending. Well, uh, yeah. And even when you do make clients smile, you can't tell cause they're wearing a face mask. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And that's, man, I, I've, I've thought that same thing uh, many times, you know, like we have evolved to be able to express emotion through our faces and articulate, you know, subtleties. Uh, and all that is gone now. Mm-hmm. Like 
the, the thing that I've been noticing is, um, I don't know how you are with your, sometimes your, your jewelry sales approach, sometimes your mm-hmm. frequently asked questions or, or right. you know, probably your aftercare, but you kind of have like a, a speech down. And when I'm going yeah. through the aftercare, when I'm wearing a face mask, like a, a three layer face mask and a face shield right. and all that stuff. And I'm trying to just like talk it out. I feel like I'm just like, like yeah, trying to talk yeah, to people yeah. and I feel like I'm going to pass out because I can't breathe and talk that fast right. through right. the goddamn I, face mask. I, 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 you know, uh, we've been required to wear a face mask uh, for piercing procedures in Florida since 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've always just worn a face mask for like making the hole and putting the jewelry in. Um, but uh, I find that, you know, doing the counter stuff, I don't have counter person for, for jewelry sales and stuff. I, I do everything. Um, so, you know, I, I help people pick out their jewelry. We go over paperwork. I do the piercing. We talk about aftercare and, and while wearing a face mask, um, I tend to project a little bit more because I feel like my voice is a little more muffled. Mm-hmm. And so the end of the day, you know, essentially yelling at people for eight hours, you know, my throat's all wrecked. And then yeah. I, and then I come in the next day and I got like a little sore throat and a cough. And I'm like, great. Now I got coronavirus yeah. you know, cause that's a symptom. Everything's a symptom. Oh man. I, I stubbed my toe. I stubbed been- my big toe. I've been spending a bunch of time uh, working on a new class that I'm doing for that for the uh-huh. EPP online thing. Like Lola, right. Lola wrote it and I was doing like formatting and editing and all that. So I was gotcha. like staying up a little bit later than I should and waking up a little bit earlier than I needed to. And I just got a little bit worn down. And I, I had a day like that the other day where I was just feeling kind of like sore and worn down. And I was like, that's it. I've got, I've got coronavirus. I'm going to fucking die. Got it. Like, yeah. Just all these weird thoughts going through your head. Like I, you know, I've worn a face mask for while I pierce too, but right, I right. wear, I wore just one of those regular medical face masks yeah. and now I'm wearing yeah. like, you know, the, the ultra mask and uh, same thing is like, I, I, I'm basically wearing it all day. The only time I take it off is if I need some water or if I'm taking a lunch break, but I wear it the whole, right. the whole rest of the day. And that's the policy with the whole staff. And yeah, at the end of the day, answering phones or going over aftercare. Yep. Ever. Yeah. You feel like you've just been like shouting through a wet blanket all day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be so crazy when it's not the normal thing to wear a mask and like being able to see people's faces again. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I had this, uh, this woman come in and I think we did a conch piercing, some, some ear placement, possibly a conch. That's, that's my go-to conch piercing. Um, and, and so I, I had her remove just like the little ear loop and kind of mm-hmm. keep her mouth covered. And so I was like, take a deep breath. And she kind of blew the face mask off. And I was like, <laughs> man, this is, this is what it must've been like in the, in the twenties when you saw a woman's ankle. You know what I mean, like, Oh my God. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw your face. It's like Scandalous. The, the, forbidden, <laughs> the forbidden skin, you know, like mouth. <laughs> let me, uh, let me ask you like a, a question about, ears you know i feel like most mm-hmm. people's masks are, are ear loop um yep. and i don't know if you've seen them yet but i've i've definitely started to see people that are kind of like dealing with the consequences of ear loop face masks on their piercings right. and conch piercings um some earlobe piercings uh helix yeah, piercings. Like upper, upper helix stuff yeah for sure yeah um, uh, so i don't know i don't know how, I, I don't think that I the wave of very those problems just yet but it will I, I, try to be very selective um mm-hmm. just like when you're doing an industrial piercing you know you ask people like hey do you wear glasses ever like sunglasses mm-hmm. um and you might adjust that placement or or double check you know to see if it's going to touch or whatever um and I, i've been doing a lot of that i'm like 
you know, is this the face mask that you wear 90% of the time? Is it possible for you to wear this style while you're healing? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I just try to be, make sure that everything's clear. You know, obviously, um, like conches are, are kind of one of those spots that can be right in the way with the ear loop mm -hmm. face mask. Uh, but you know, been, been pretty good so far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're going, we're all going to have to adapt to this whole lifestyle of wearing face masks. I think the face masks yeah. that we have now, there'll be some sort of innovations over the next couple of weeks or next couple of months, yeah. mostly because somebody will be able to monetize it. But I think uh, face masks that you can wear for longer periods of time and wear them more comfortably will, will become a norm over the next few weeks yeah. and months. Hopefully they will be a, a bit more piercing friendly. I, I hope so. Um, yeah. it'd be cool. Remember those like Oakley's back in the nineties that, that went over the top of your head. Yeah. Like if they, if they had a face mask that came down from the top, I think we know, should like all just super, wear space helmets. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, I had a, I had a ridiculous conversation with my other piercer. Um, and it was like, okay, well when New Hampshire lifts the ban on nose and mouth piercings, uh, it's probably not going to be like next year. It's probably going to be like next month, you know? So uh, how how could we potentially be able to offer nose piercings and, and give ourselves and the client a little bit of a higher level of protection? And we were we were like <laughs> fantasy inventing, like basically an acrylic box to put over someone's right. head when they're laying down, and then we like I mean, put he, our hands into the box totally and work. pierce them. You know, so I so I don't I don't know I what did. body piercing is going to look like even just like three months from now. You know those like those long gloves that you like, uh, you know inseminate a cow with have you seen that on tv ever it, you know, it goes to like your shoulder uh -huh. uh, I, I have a, a buddy of mine um who comes in and get tattooed and he works at like a, a nursing home mm -hmm. and he was talking about how he's made like a little box so that people could come in and and hug their grandparents through like and they put their these long gloves on and it's like you put your arms through this hole and you can hug grandma and then you know you're not contaminating her and stuff and i was like man that, you're on to something buddy that's like equal parts incredibly sweet and incredibly sad. Dude, yeah. But I agree. Uh, yeah, we're going to need to figure out something because there's, there's definitely going to be this, uh, I don't know, six month or more period where yeah. some, of the, some of the restrictions have dropped, but the risk is probably still going to be present. So we need to kind of figure out mm -hmm. early you know, if there, are, if there are manufacturers out there or people that can adapt something that was used from another industry or create some sort right. of innovation that you can make yourself based on simple instructions, I think we're going to need something like that, but who knows what it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I've, I've been, you know, the gears are turning in my head trying to figure out how I, I could potentially do a nostril or a lip piercing safely, Right. Um, you know, with, with minimum exposure. and you know, a face mask uh, and a face shield is about the best I've come up with. But, you know, in that situation, like the client is still removing their mask and breathing in my shop. And that's what, that's what scares me, you know, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. cause those little, Oof. I don't know. Oof. Everything sucks. I, I think that I, I, dude, it really does. I think that in a couple of years, we're going to look back at this event and, and, and think that we could handle it a little differently. Mm -hmm. um, I also plan on making, um, we, we have a little binder uh, at the shop, you know, for, for any sort of situation that would happen. Like, oh my God, this is what we do in a fire. This is what we do in a medical emergency. This is what we do if, 
you know, there's a needle stick or something, you know, like our little, mm-hmm. our, our emergency binder. Uh, I think I'm going to add a section to it for what to do during a global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a lot. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I think we're going to be able to learn a lot from this. You know, it's, it's never happened before, <laughs> at least, at least to no modern piercers, you know? Yeah. So well, this, this is going to, this is, this is absolutely going to change our industry, uh, huge leaps yeah. and bounds. And if there are any piercers out there who are still kind of in that, um, you know, eighties or nineties or, you know, early two thousands right. mentality of like, well, hygiene isn't that important. It's the artistry. It's the, it's the lifestyle, right. whatever. I think a lot of those piercers are going to have to have like a, a hard wake up and maybe in the end right. it'll be better for our industry because more people will be focusing on health and safety and things like that. That and, is and uh, innovation. That's definitely a good perspective. Yeah. I'm just trying to stay positive any way I can because there's so much negativity. Like there's almost nothing. There's, there's almost nothing that I can be positive about because I just, I see the angles on all the, all the different challenges and all the different limitations and yeah. all that stuff. I could say that now that I'm appointment only, I get to have lunch at a predictable time, but other than that, right. I can't think of a lot of a lot of other upsides in my shop right now. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely challenging. Um, yeah. you know, we will survive. Um I, I'm just you know, I, I get frustrated, you know, like like I've mentioned, you know, when you see people out like contributing to uh the spread of this disease. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> you know, it's 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 a holiday weekend coming up. You know, this is Florida. Everybody will be at the beach setting fires and blowing shit up. And, and you know, that's, that's, there's probably going to, uh, probably going to be a spike in new cases a couple weeks from now. <sighs> just, just unleash the gators, unleash the gators and let nature take its course. Well, you, you also have to remember that like at least half of the population in Florida is the Florida man. Right. Or Florida woman or yeah. person. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's literally like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, what an insane time to just not even just be alive because I, if I don't, I don't think many people would say like, okay, if I had the opportunity to get some sort of government assistance or a tax credit or something where my business won't go out of business where I won't have to fire people. People will be able to pay their rent or their mortgage or their food bills. I think if the government could, could give you assistance where all those other things weren't an option, I think most people would just want to stay at home and like, you know, Florida man can just light a fire in his backyard and drink a beer. And I don't know. Yeah. They, they tried that though, man. Like they tried that uh, mid March, you know, early April, they were like, Hey, if you guys could just stay home for two weeks. Nope. Like they, <laughs> like I, if you go on Snapchat, this is actually a really fun thing. I do this anytime there's any sort of world event happening. Um, you can go to the Snapchat map and, and there's like little hot spots on the map where like, um, you know, when, when the protests were happening in Minnesota, um, you know, the stuff they weren't showing you on the news, you could like click on this thing and it like would show you these, uh, you know, the police station getting burned and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, by the way. Um, Agree. And, and so, you know, when they were uh, that voluntary two week stay at home order that, that Florida did, um, I was like going to the, the little Snapchat map and looking at the beaches and stuff. And dude, it was, it was insane. Like the beaches were busier than, than they'd ever been. It was <sighs> hundreds and hundreds of people. I'm like, well, that's, that's not getting the job done, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Gee, I, I wonder why there's a massive sp uh, spike in cases in Florida right now. Well, it's because nobody wants to follow directions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, do you have any, do you have anything, anything, any high notes to finish on? Um, I was really worried that I would have forgotten how to pierce, uh, you know, since I was out of work for a couple months and still got it. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, I got, uh, I got back to back APP reposts. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that was that was pretty cool. I, I you know like two days in a row. Like, dang, I'm on fire right now. Apparently, sick. Um, yeah, yeah, that's about it. <sighs> that, that's the the high point of my life. Got two reposts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, you know anything? Anything is good right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you taking some time. Are you Are you working today? Yep, I'm actually at the shop right now. Uh, I got appointments coming in here, and I don't know. About, about an hour. Oh, shit. All right. Well, uh, I'll let you go. I'm sure you got cleaning and planning and whatnots to do. So uh, thanks yeah. for talking to me. And we'll catch up uh, next time. Yeah, man. I guess next time I'm allowed to be in Florida or we're allowed to be in the same place at the same time. Yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of bummed that conference didn't happen because uh, I was really looking forward to seeing people. But, yeah, you know, I, I realize that it's for the, the best, you know. Yeah. But can you imagine um, what conference would have been like if it, if it wasn't canceled? It would have been the saddest, most miserable thing. Yeah. It wouldn't have been conference. I agree. Yeah. Um, so. I, I was I, initially, you know, when, uh, you know, back in March when they were talking about this, you know, I, I was super hopeful that maybe all this stuff would have, you know, blown over <laughs> and, and conference still would have gone on, but like would have been a smaller event. You know, that yeah. would have been really cool to have like three to 500 people at conference, you know, financially, that's probably a, a, a terrible thing, but it would have been kind of neat to be able to, be a little more intimate kind of one-on-one -on -one with people. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that it got canceled because that was, that was terrifying. I was not looking forward to getting on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> or just being in Las Vegas. Or, yeah. Or being in Las Vegas, you know, yeah. but Ugh. all right. Well, uh, so one more time for the people, what's your social media and shop info? Um, so tiger Lotus tattoo, Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Johnny underscore holes. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and uh, got a Snapchat, Johnny Holes on Snapchat. All, all I really post is my dog and a piercing every so often. Cute. But my dog is awesome, so worth a follow. Uh, pet your dog and say hi to Felicia for me. Will do. Alrighty. I'll talk to you later. Right. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Always nice talking to you, John. Thanks for making the time for me. Uh, so I've got that Ask Me Anything session video, a two-hour session on Patreon now. That's uh, myself and, and Lola Slider. And we talk about so much that I, I didn't even want to put the whole list on there. But just to kind of like give you an idea of some of the subjects that we're hitting, we go over... Uh, Jewelry selection on what's appropriate to start with a ring versus what's appropriate to start with a post. Um, we talk about when is when's it appropriate to switch a heel piercing over to a ring. You know, people want that tight ring in a nose or a ring in a conch or something like. When is it okay to do that? Uh, we talk about the the boundaries, like healthy boundaries with work contacts. Like you don't need to be on twenty four seven. Uh, kind of talking about how we separate the the personal and professional time in our in our lives. 
Uh, we talk about converting from low-end jewelry to high-end jewelry, which is a question we get all the time. So it's always nice to talk about it uh, because we have we have our own perspectives on it. That was a, a really slow process for me, um, but I was the, the shop owner with Lola. She was working for uh, another owner for the majority of her career. So you know, what was it like trying to uh, convince them to do these things? So we, we talk a lot about that. We talk about surface anchors and some of the challenges there, some of the limitations we've we've placed on those, uh, and we talk about different color combo ideas when it comes to gold and, and gems and how to maybe select some of the stuff that you might be putting into your case. So that video is available on the uh, Archmage tier on my Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash ryanpba. So go ahead and check that out. And if you would like to take part in our uh, Q&A podcast episode of the, the Piercing Wizard podcast, again, you can go to piercingwizardpodcast.com or you can go to the Piercing Wizard podcast Facebook page. You can uh, click on the link for the anonymous web form there. Or if you have an idea, just go ahead and send it to uh, either myself or Lola. The deadline for submissions will be July 14th. Then we'll put an episode together for you and, and we'll get something online. So thanks for listening and I'll be back next week. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved. <laughs>